changes and transformation is uh, kind of in the DNA of a department store. And uh, where we are at at the moment is um, we are we created our new strategy, our vision, and we are clearly saying we want to reinvent the department store. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Heads Talk with me, Elaine Pringle-Schwitter, the podcast where we talk to C-level executives, leaders of institutions and heads of multinationals. What are the current topics they talk? We listen. Today has spent nearly 30 years in the retail industry. Her various leadership roles have seen her transform well-known organizations and develop new and successful brands. She brings her vast marketing and sales knowledge to any organization and now heads an iconic department store. This is the series on Heads Talk where we talk to a number of C-suite leaders in the industry about the hot topics of the day and the impact they have on the sector. But before we get into that, here is a brief message. I am Giselle Riffer, the creator of Delance, a unique watch for women, a symbol of recognition for women who want to make the world a better place for all. Delance.com Heads Talk Podcast with your host Elaine Pringle-Schwitter. Nina Muller is the CEO of Yamoli, Zurich's largest premium and iconic department store. Yamoli, founded in 1833 by Johann Peters Yamoli Siolina, introduced the new concept of a haggle-free fixed price, where prices were posted on items with no negotiation. The beautiful Art Nouveau-style building of the department store is recognised and visited by over 5.5 million patrons in any given year. It houses international brands and premium goods and services. Prior to this, Nina worked across various European countries and held a number of positions in the fashion and jewellery industry to include, but not limited to, CEO of Christ Watches and Jewellery, Global Head of Retail Concepts and Retail Marketing Director at Swarovski, Managing Director at Mandarina Duck in London and Sales Manager at French Connection. Academically, Nina received a master's degree in International Business Administration at the Vienna University in Austria, her birthplace. Let's start this conversation now. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Nina to Heads Talk. Many thanks for being with us today. Hello, Elaine. Thank you for having me here. Okay, um, this is a very interesting and somewhat challenging time for the retail industry. Um, with the many things that are going on externally as well as internally, I want to talk generally about the retail as well as uh, topics on specific that are specific to Yamoli. Um, I'd like to begin with this. Yamoli has undergone some changes over the years. Can you tell my listeners about some of the recent ones and perhaps ones that are in the pipeline? Uh, yes, of course. So um, what the changes and changes in transformation is uh, kind of in the DNA of a department store and uh, where we are at, at the moment is um, we are we created our new strategy, our vision, and we are clearly saying we want to reinvent the department store. So uh, this brings with it that we're looking at uh, numbers, numbers, top, numbers of topics. Um, first of all, of course, uh, we're talking about uh, brick and mortar store. So there are a mm -hmm. lot of refurbishments going on 
in the in in the department store so uh, we renovated the children's department we renovated we introduced a new spotlight uh, department which is our streetwear uh, department. We opened the Monocle kiosk. Uh, we are uh, expanding our offers in in gastro and in 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 in, the, in coffees and bars within the store. So this is all happening. But I think uh, changes, just brick and mortar changes, are not enough. So uh, what we are definitely doing also, we are uh, expanding uh, collaboration with brands and their and, and local partners. And there we are coming into a topic that is very, very important for us, which is the topic of, of uh, sustainability and expanding and reaching our, defining our uh, sustainability goals mm -hmm. and, and, and working on them. And that is actually uh, a topic that, that is very much um, uh, influencing us at the moment. All right, okay. We're going to expand on that um, later in this episode, but I, I'd like to talk about another big topic at the moment, that is the augmented reality commerce. Um, it is fascinating to see some of the demonstration videos that show it in action. Effectively, it is a bridge between physical on-site in-shop experience and, and the online shopping offering that we all know today. What are your thoughts on this new development and, and how do you see this playing out in the retail world? Yeah, it's definitely a very exciting development uh, going on there. Everybody is talking about the metaverse uh, at the moment. And mm -hmm. uh, yes, also for us, this is a topic that we're looking into. Of course, our square meters remain important and uh, the turnover per square meter and the, the, the uh, experience per square meter is a topic in our store. But then nevertheless, uh, I said it before, we want to reinvent the department store. Reinventing the department store means also we have to embrace the, uh, the, 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 the digital world, the metaverse. It is part of our, it, it's not a different world, it's part of our world, I think. Mm -hmm. So uh, what we're doing, of course, we are not focusing our strategy on the metaverse, that would not be, that would be exaggerated, but yep. we do want to be part at the very beginning and we want to experiment in the metaverse to find out what is exactly the role that we can play in there and what metaverse plays for us. So in summer, we are, uh, entering the metaverse with two avatars. <laughs> so um, this is the result of a collaboration that we have with the Swiss Textile College, yeah. uh, where we developed a collection, which is a very sustainable collection with, together with the students of the college. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, when we worked on the collection, we said, what is a sustainable way to present the collection also, and uh, to test it, we said it is a perfect chance to go into the metaverse. So our two avatars will be entering the uh, metaverse, but at the same time, and that is very important for us, we remain a department store, is we are showing the collection and we're selling the collections in the store in Yelmoli at Bahnhofstrasse. So I find it a very, very interesting um, topic and we, we love to work on it and experiment. That's, that's quite exciting. I look out for that one. Um... It, yeah. You know, it, it would be difficult to 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 have a comprehensive conversation about what's going on in the retail sector um, without talking about COVID and its impact. Um, how have things been with the advent of the pandemic? 
So in Switzerland, we had uh, two national lockdowns and uh, I started my job as a CEO of, of Yelmoli in April 2020 and uh, almost the entire house was closed. Uh, I was very happy and my, my employees as well, uh, that at least our food department was open. So we were allowed to have that open. We were able to receive and to, to, to service our customers and uh, we built a lot of new relationships with our local customers, mm -hmm. with our local suppliers. And it was also something that helped us to bond amongst as a team. Mm -hmm. After the, the, the lockdown, of course, the first lockdown in, in, in 2020, what we realized is there was uh, quite, there was a lot of euphoria coming back to customers coming back. There was a, um, interest in in consuming and spending, uh, and actually it was very very positive. The second lockdown in 2021, uh, then uh, again was on was first one was eight weeks, the second one six weeks, uh, also led to customers coming back, being happy to be back in the store, but it wasn't that that. Uh, uh, heated uh, consumption as it was in the first uh, after the first time, and yes, of course it does hit the, the pandemic hit us uh, uh, hit us and made us rethink how to do business and and look at things in in different ways. All right, so so it, uh, presumably it's changed operations going forward. Can you give us an example of um, such changes? Yeah, of course. I think what it really demanded is 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 uh, higher agility and flexibility because uh, uh, everybody of us learned that it was it's impossible to plan ahead. We had to deal on a weekly, sometimes on a daily basis, on the changes of the regulations. How how many customers can you let into the store? What are the regulations to protect your employees, your customers? Um, we it is. I think it is. Um, it it showed us a lot that we have to be very alert, very attentive, and mm -hmm. and, and and ready to deal with whatever is coming. Always thinking about um about the, the health and the security of, of, of employees and, and customers but also making sure that you you get the, the uh, you're able to to do business and and and, and create turnover because uh, that that is that, that is the mo that is essential then to to um keep alive mm -hmm. i suppose it gives you an element of to expect the unexpected and not feel lost about feeling uncertain because something like the pandemic, every business was in that position, surely. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And also, did it uh, did it sort of um, enhance your on online offering? Did it make you develop the online offering somewhat even more so? Um, where yeah. customers were going, surely. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I I have to admit, as a, as a department store, and I, I guess we're not the only one. We were a bit late with the entering into the online world. Mm. Uh, the online store that we had at the beginning or at the, in the, during the first pandemic was quite outdated, and and we only presented a small collection uh, or a small part of our of our offering online. Mm -hmm. So um, what we did during the during the lockdowns, we actually serviced our customers uh, via WhatsApp, telephone, whatsoever, because our our online shop wasn't at the latest state of the art. So in the meantime, I'm very happy to say that we have relaunched our online store. Mm -hmm. We relaunched it in 2021. Um, in brackets, we did not have. A online store when during the second lockdown so that was 
awful. Oh, <laughs> but, wow. uh, so everybody's asking, so did you profit from an online? Yeah. Unfortunately, we were not able to profit during the second lockdown, but we are able to profit now. And we are re really on a good way in uh, in um, uh, developing further our, our on omnichannel services. Mm -hmm. And by the by by September October this year we will have uh, most of our assortment or more or less all of our assortment online. So uh, yes, we had a little catch up to do. It um, helped us to to speed up uh, the the digital operations and uh, and now we are optimizing. <laughs> what are you expecting in terms of if if you sort of look forward in terms of years, the percentage of your actual sales of goods will be done online say 50 50 roughly when would you think that will be if that will be at all 50 50 50 50 uh online sales versus uh, offline sales are yes. you saying yes uh, i i don't think that that for us will be no, you never you never know but i don't think this will be uh the case very very early um, you have to, we have to bear in mind that we are, um, we have our brick and mortar surface is uh, uh, 24,000 square meters in Bahnhofstrasse. We have additional uh, three stores at the airport, at the circle. Uh, so in total, 26,000 square meters. And uh, so this is still the majority, and I guess it will be remain the majority of our turnover. The digital business will definitely increase. We are currently, I'm not even quoting the number, but we're currently in a in a one digit um, percentage of, 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 of the total turnover. We will hire that, but I I will I never think that we'll be at 50%. Mm -hmm. But never say never. Let's see. I will let you know. <laughs> but but, but I, I think it is partly down to that really iconic building. I, I must admit, it's one of my favorite buildings in Switzerland, the Yamoli building. And if, listeners, if you've not been to the store, you must just even just to look at that building. It's a fantastic Art Nouveau style building that um, is very, very iconic on Bonif off just off Bonifacio. Okay, um, let's talk a bit about the um, circular economy. Um, this is one of your important topics that you mentioned earlier. The increasing drive for sustainable solutions and operations, you know, as you say, this has not been forgotten in the retail sector. What are some of the challenges you are facing in this space and, and what are some of the actions being taken that are improving your overall operations? Mm. Uh, the challenges is are maybe because you're entering into 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 a new land here in in, in retail so um when when for us the circular economy is and and is is part of and those new business models is a really fundamental part of our strategy uh that we pursue so we started in 2020 we started with the first um Test, it was a pop-up uh, together with Reawake entering into the pre-loved business and uh, second-hand business. So it was a pop-up. We then, we really, we realized that customers really, uh, they are in search for that. They appreciate the ability to buy reused product, but also to bring back and to sell uh, pre-loved uh, mm -hmm. product. So um, that was the first test, and we 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 I'm I'm very happy to say that we moved now uh, into the third space with Reawake, and they're continuing to grow, and it's, it is really a fantastic success story. So at the same time, then we started with uh, with rent, and uh, and and we started with Recfair, which we are renting out um, 
evening gowns and and, and cocktail dresses. Mm -hmm. So that was a very that was a test also. It's something that I think you, you and we and now we are looking into into also expanding this pre-loved topics into the furniture, the home and living department, mm -hmm. uh, into the menswear department. Uh, we started now just in the in our spotlight in the streetwear department, working with a second-hand company that 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 deals with uh, streetwear fashion. So um, we these are all um, new ventures. Some of them they kick off very quickly. Others you have to give them more time. So I think if you're asking me what is the challenge, it is just like uh, dedicating time, attention, and 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 also uh, being um, being just also brave sometimes to 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 start with things. For us, I see that we increase the amount of of uh, of uh, of those uh, products and services within Yelmoli without renouncing, of course of something that we are also doing this is selling selling um selling our brand beautiful brands and products and luxury uh, goods um, where, we, where we where we just believe that it is important to expand also the amount of sustainable labels and brands amongst the portfolio there's a couple of questions that's come out of that one the first one especially with the rental you're saying the rental is quite new the introduction of renting for instance garments is quite new in Yamali, yes Yes, uh, we started last year during the Zurich Film Festival, oh, one yeah. of our local collaborations. A film Zurich Film Festival is a very glamorous, uh, ev not just glamorous, but it's also a glamorous event. It's a very interesting <laughs> film event in Zurich. And uh, during that event, we started with Rack Fair and, and rented out the dresses. So that was for us. I'm not saying renting is, is new, but for us it was new. And it was a, a very, very beautiful collect, uh, collaboration, yes. And, and the other question, which I, I haven't quite formulated properly in my head, but, but here goes, it's, it's more about the brand, the Yamoli brand and the name. Um, with your sort of drive for circular economy and, and um, shifting to more sustainable solutions, how do you think you're affecting the brand in that sense? My understanding, rightly or wrongly, Yamoli is an international brand, luxury goods department store, and you're shifting that somewhat. Um, how would you say that's affecting the brand? Okay, I'm not. I don't think that we are shifting it. Yamoli remains a, a premium luxury department store, and it is the department store here in Zurich and in Switzerland. I would say um, we are not. We are not uh, trying to change that. But I that 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 for me is a given with all the the heritage and the tradition we have. But at mm -hmm. the same time, you have to enter into 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 new worlds that uh, that are relevant not just for us but our also for our customers customers want to have uh, uh want to have a they want to consume they, they think about the, how they consume where the goods come from what they're doing with their uh, used products uh, uh they 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 that is something that we are entering into into this circle with our consumers that is part of their of their day so it's not that we are changing uh that we are not uh that we're changing this positioning of Yelmoli, but we enhance it and we make it um we 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 uh, make sure that it stays uh, relevant uh, yes. All in these changing times. I think this 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 is how I would say. Yes, 
Uh, I suppose this feeds into what what I read somewhere, uh, something that you've said, which was you called conscious consumption of the future. I'm assuming this is what you're talking about. Exactly. So we, in our vision, we I, I mentioned it at the beginning, we want to reinvent the department store, and yeah. we want yeah. to uh, shape the 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 the, the conscious con, uh, consumption. We realize that uh, consumption of our is is changing. Uh, people are asking and demanding much more to know where do goods come from? Are they are they produced within an environment that is fair? Uh, are, are, are we as a company, a company that takes social responsibility also uh, as something that uh, that is essential? Or uh, and and this is what we what we say. We don't just want to be here and wait till we finally have seen that consumption has changed and then it's too late for us. We want to be in this in the driver's seat and shape that way how we consume. Uh, in the future, we want to be testing. So we 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 are doing things to actually keep up with what where society is going and what society is uh, is is uh, is being um, driven by. Yes, mm. yes, yes. And um, let l- let's move on to um, an- another topic where um, it's it's a big topic and you you cannot miss this. I mean. We're going through some unprecedented times at the moment, you know, COVID, digitalization, um, sustainability. But just when you, you you think you've seen the back of COVID, and there's a, there's another disaster upon us, and one of them being the, the current war in Ukraine. Um, I'd like to know how is Yamoli impacted by this current crisis, if at all. Oh my, if at all, I think this uh, humanitarian catastrophe is is uh, is has an influence on all of us, all of us, on a personal level, uh, on a business level, on everything. It is, yes, it is something that I remember when we in Switzerland we were a, we were able to drop the masks. That was in the mid of February. We were able to drop masks, and everybody was like excited, happy. Now the the, 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 the everything's going to be uh, fine again. We're going to enjoy. Mm-hmm. We're back. And then a couple of days later, conquered uh, uh, the Ukraine. And and that has affected all of us. And what we sense, uh, or what I sense, this is my personal view, what I sense from our consumers, but also from, from very much from our, our, our employees, that this is um, a, a crisis that impacts us, that makes us sad, that makes us, uh, that that leaves us also, uh, yeah, uh, without shock. You're under shocked. Yes, you're shocked, and 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 uh, of course you can feel that. You can feel mm. that we we feel that um, we feel that that this. In a situation like this, of course, you are not happily, easily with this lightness cons- are uh, consuming. Uh, it it does affect you. People are insecure. Uh, people are insecure on uh, how to pay their bills next year, and this is something that we have to deal with. And mm-hmm. and uh, those fears mm-hmm. that we have to deal with. and and, and, oh, and take, take care take care of that. Um, no, it was not something that not, none of us wished to have such a situation. That is true. Mm. And, and, and I'm just wondering, um, as you talked about sort of on the personal level, and I think many people can relate to that and and uh, understand your 
point on a, on a business level i'm wondering even in the sort of on the supply chain of things um is there uh, do you have an involvement with ukraine in terms of the goods and services that you provide uh, no, from from our perspective, there is very little involvement uh, with, with, with from from supply chain, um, and but of course the, the this and this is something that we that you see uh, it such a crisis affects the whole yes. global economy. Different ways, isn't it? The the, the supply chains um, are affected, uh, and 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 uh, and and this is something that we realize. That we do uh, sense and what, what we do experience but, but, at the moment. Well. Um, is your supply chain affected indirectly as a result of this? Yeah, I think the, the supply chains are under constraint anyway, uh, as a following of the of of the pandemic. Now, uh, with this additional uh, with, with this crisis, so I think we're, it's it's difficult to say what what is coming from where. It is a it is definitely uh, a situation that, but uh, as I said earlier, uh, needs agility and and reaction. Mm -hmm. And we are we see that. It is even more important to be to have really those partnerships where you can find a solution uh, to, to 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 help each other. Mm -hmm. uh, for us, the partnerships that we have uh, locally uh, are are especially important in in in, in such a situation. Mm. Okay, let's continue with your talk about partnerships. I want to talk a bit more about some of your partnerships here. Um, you're not new to collaborations and have successfully embarked on a number of them. What sort of partnerships and collaborations are you looking for going forward and why? I think you've touched upon this, but let's expand on that. Yeah. Um, no, El Moli has always uh, had uh, long-standing partnerships. Uh, uh, I, uh, I see it in the future even more important to expand on those partnerships, on, on partnerships that sometimes are even uh, friendships. And uh, this is, uh, and, and, and they, 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 partnerships that, that start out of existing partnerships, you have new dynamics uh, and new um, people and, and collaboration mm -hmm. um, starting at Yelmoli. So uh, if I look at us, of course, um, there is the continuous collaboration with our international brands, mm -hmm. with, with long-term brands that we have. And there I feel also there is a lot of uh, uh, attention on how to do individualized topics, local topics also, how to do special topics in, in our stores. But then, and then on the other hand, we focus a lot on the local partnerships. And I said it at the very beginning, we had, uh, or I mentioned it during the talk, we are, we are collaborating with the Zurich Film Festival. Yeah. We are collaborating yeah. with Food Zurich, the Zurich Marathon, with Monocle, with Reawake, Rackfair, Curato, Beauty Collective, all those. So these are, and 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 just yesterday we had this uh, an evening with the Swiss textile uh, school. So um, or. And we are doing a pop-up in Fisher's Fritz. So if you if I start now talking about all the partnerships, I think uh, you have me here in this call for another thirty minutes. Oh, we should have a part two, a part two um, podcast with Nina talking about partnerships. An <laughs> <laughs> excellent one. No, but I think this is very important. I, I and I would like to relate that back to to what we also uh, say when we when we want to reinvent the department store. It's about 
opening this department store, opening our spaces up to uh, people, to consumers, to partners, and creating a very, um, a very dynamic and inspiring environment where you really want to uh where you are being inspired where you can uh, detect new things where you just like to be and this is something uh, that is really an essential part of the department store and because we are um we're having so many different worlds we are having uh six floors that we feel with uh, from food to fashion non-fashion sports restaurants uh, that the the amount of partnerships are really really um there is a big variety and uh and we're doing partnerships with people that uh that, that we like to work with that share mm -hmm. our same value mm -hmm. and do, do you find that post, well, not quite post um, the pandemic because we're sort of still in it but sort of we're, we're near the end of it do you find that are you know more organizations are willing to embark on collaborations and partnerships that they probably wouldn't readily have done prior to the pandemic I, I've, I do believe so. I, I do believe so that during that pan pandemic uh, and after the pandemic, uh, you could feel a lot of solidarity between uh, between partners, and you would. It's it's really something that 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 we we needed to all to start to work and collaborate in a different way, mm -hmm. and 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 it opened up doors and to partnerships that we haven't had before. And I think this is something that uh, is also a sign of solidarity uh, and standing together uh, that, 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 we, that, that we can feel, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, this final question will be asked to all the guests in the series. So, so let me begin with this. Uh, what is the solution that you think is yet to be developed, but sits firmly within the retail world once available. Yeah, that that is a that uh, is a is a question. That is really <laughs> we're looking into the <laughs> we're looking into the future, Elaine. Um, if uh, and we had so we touched upon so many topics uh, that are uh, relevant for us. And if I could wish, but I don't know whether this will come true. I would love to have a solution that, and I'm talking from a customer perspective, from uh, uh, that that a solution that guides me through or that accompanies me through my whole buying decisions and not just buying decisions uh, I want to buy this or that product but a buying decision that is based on um, and, uh, on clear evaluating where what what can I buy feel good about it how can I consume and have uh, consume and, and, and ha have fun with it and at the same time, uh, be aware, what can I do if I want to repair, resell, recycle, where, how can I add to, uh, to, to sustainability and in the end, uh, take care of the world. So I would like to have a solution that allows me, that guides me much, much better or supports me much better in uh, consuming, indulging on one hand and taking care of the world on the other hand. And uh, I don't know, is that an easy app or is it, <laughs> is no, it uh, more than that? Uh, but it's something that I would like to have on I'm my hand as a consumer. And I think that would help us in retail also to uh, come up with the right solutions uh, services. I'm sure those- experts, Sorry? 
I'm sure those experts in the tech space uh, will listen to this episode and it will sort of give them ideas <laughs> in developing in that solution. I, I, I'm asking that question as the last question, as I mentioned to all the guests, and thus far, I've been really impressed with the answers that you've come up, yours included. I love your answer. Um, I won't tell you some of the others. You have to listen to the other episodes in order to find out about them. But um, I've really been impressed with the answer to this question and thus far in terms of some of the ideas, the crystal ball ideas and, and the more achievable <laughs> ideas that um, individuals have come up with. Nina Muller, many thanks for your time and insights. Thank you very much, Elaine. Thanks for joining me today on this episode of Heads Talk. Don't forget to subscribe to the show via my website, elainepringle.com forward slash Heads Talk, wherever you get your podcasts. Finally, I'd like to thank our sponsors, guests, and you for helping to make the show possible. Please join me next time where I'll be featuring more executives, C-suite leaders, and heads of multinationals. Heads Talk podcast with your host, Elaine Pringle-Schwitter.